Good morning, everyone. I'm Lindsay Bridges from Charlotte Center for Mindfulness, and this is our Wednesday morning community drop-in group. So if you are participating either live now or listening to the recording later, we at Charlotte Center for Mindfulness are glad that you are practicing with us. Um, all of these practices are freely offered, and if you would like to make a donation to help support us being able to do this, please visit our website to do that. So I have a sharing for this morning. I want to start with um, a poem um, from Rumi, one of my favorites. The one's called Bird Wings. Your grief for what you've lost lifts a marrow up to where you're bravely working. Expecting the worst, you look, and instead here's the joyful face you've been wanting to see. Your hand opens and closes and opens and closes. If it were always a fist or always stretched open, you would be paralyzed. Your deepest presence is in every small contracting and expanding. The two as beautifully balanced and coordinated as bird wings. Being able to really notice this rhythm of life, this opening and closing is very useful. The muscles of the heart contract and, and relax. The breath flows in and out. Waves roll in and out. The tide rolls in and out. The moon waxes and wanes. The seasons come and go. All of these, these openings and closings are such a natural part of life and of the world that it really shouldn't be a surprise to us that our personal journeys are full of the same rhythm too. I have to say I've been particularly aware of my own opening and closing over the past several days. And I think it's worth sharing this um, as this rhythm of opening and closing can really trip us up in many ways when we forget that it's normal, that it's just a part of the rhythm of things. For example, if we find ourselves in one of those joyous, good-feeling, natural flow states, then we think, what's wrong with us? When it naturally begins to ebb. We find our groove and then we expect it to become some sort of permanent space. Or if we get caught in um, deep in an ebb, in the closing, in the withdrawing, we can feel like it's going to last forever. Uh, that there is no coming back or out of it again. We forget that there is always a natural turning of the ebb back to flow. And by doing so, by forgetting that, we actually tend to do things that make the ebb last longer, that can keep us stuck right there. 
So it's really helpful to remember these ever-changing personal tides and get wiser and more skillful at being with whatever opening or closing we're in. So I had a very clear example of this for myself this past weekend. Uh, we moved Charlotte Center for Mindfulness online about five weeks ago. Uh, and I have to say between navigating that move, attending to my family, learning how to make face masks, um, um, I really had plenty to engage me at home that made my days feel useful, full. Um, I, you know, I had, like everyone else, the whole range of emotions regarding our situation, but I really had a certain kind of energy that was available to meet this. This wasn't very surprising to me. This is one of my patterns. Once a crisis becomes clear to me, my tendency is to get all over it, to really dive deep into figuring out how to work with it as best as possible. Certainly what I did with the journey of breast cancer, certainly what I've done with many other challenging situations in my life, and it's a very useful pattern to have. And what I know about this pattern is that eventually the surge of energy starts to ebb. The surge of energy that helps me meet any given situation with a lot of skillfulness, maybe on the front end, eventually has its turning um, to the ebbing. So for our current situation, my energy ebb happened this weekend. Um, it had been coming. It had been slowly kind of creeping in. But the tide clearly turned, specifically Saturday morning when I woke up. Suddenly it felt like all of my energy was being sucked out to the ocean, out to sea. I found myself struggling to get out of bed. I found myself struggling to motivate myself to engage in any kind of healthy way with the day found myself struggling to even see a healthy possibility to engage with the day. I can go to either an anxious tendency or a depressive tendency. I can go either way. Saturday morning, what was rearing up in front of me was that fogged out, beached, whale, depressive state which can be suffocating if goes unchecked. And I just, I just have to say, I wanna really add this in there, that it's really amazing to me after all of these years of practice, how strong that voice of despair can still be, how powerful the pull of a depressive undertow or riptide can have. So these years of practice, they haven't made the ebb and the flow go away. And I want to say, how could they? This ebb and flow of energy is a natural tendency of life, a normal part of life. What the practice does instead is it gives me a way that allows me to swim back to shore more safely, more quickly. 
practice allows me to let the ebb and flow be a natural part of life and not make it into a problem and not therefore in quagmire myself into its its being. So I thought when I was writing this, I thought of riptide instructions now posted at the beach for all swimmers. These are really useful. Number one, don't panic. Number two, don't fight against the current. Number three, Swim parallel to the shore until the tide loosens its grip. Number four, then swim back to shore. These are useful instructions. When we get caught in any sort of internal riptide, that first step not to panic, it's so helpful. So that Saturday morning, this past Saturday morning, when I recognized, oh, this is the riptide, just being able to clearly name ebb state. That helps short circuit any kind of panic, any kind of fight, any kind of giving up in the face of the strength of the current. It short circuited all of that and just let it be a moment that felt like this. Letting ourselves not panic in the moment, not fight the current or give up in it, that's when we begin to find how, what kind of swimming might be possible. What does swimming in that moment parallel to the shore look like? This kind of swimming parallel to the shore is full of bringing in all of the strength of mindfulness, all of the strong qualities of compassion, of patience, of non-striving, of trust, Um, any kind of mindful skill that we can bring to mind. It almost becomes like that voice from the shore calling out instructions of safety, how to guide you back. And part of doing that is really a willingness to let the moment be as messy as it really is while being intentional and opening up to these deeper voices, these deeper guidances, these deeper resources that are available. And we notice when we need to open up inwardly and open up outwardly. Sometimes those voices from the shore, we need them to come Um, from the external world. Um, And so that skillful mindfulness is opening up to whatever the support is that's needed in this moment. And most important is learning how not to make any moment into a problem. Letting the moment be just a moment that comes to us and has this possibility of teaching us our resiliency even when things aren't the way we want them to be. When I think of this image of swimming skillfully to um, save yourself in a riptide, what comes to mind is that there's a kind of swimming that both finds a right energy and conserves energy in the flow of the tide. 
while keeping a clear sight on the shore. So really tapping into deeper voices of care and intention, helping us find that way to swim parallel to the shore until we can come back up. Knowing that this is an ebb and flow, a tide coming in, a tide going out is also really useful. And none of this is to say that this is easy. For some of us, our wiring, our circumstances, our experiences in life make riding the ebb and the flow much more challenging than just this short description of a couple of days um, um, for me. It is, however, to say that the ebb and flow is normal and that it is our birthright to have the possibility of learning to ride this rhythm with more ease, with more wise care, and more skillfulness. So if you were to pause right now, what do you know about your own ebb and flow? What do you know about your habits? There is the ebb and flow, and then there is the habit tendency of what we do with it. For instance, in the ebb, is there a habit of judging it as bad, really problem-making, or giving up and getting swept away? Fighting against the current, getting swept away from, by the current, neither of them very useful for finding how to swim with care. I love this image of swimming parallel to the shore. What might that image evoke for you that's useful when caught up in a challenging time? Swimming parallel to the shore until the tide loosens its grip. What supports do you know you either need or that you can draw on when it's really hard? So I invite you to sit with these questions whatever way is useful for you as we all learn to kind of navigate these openings and closings, these ebbs and flowing of life. So finding whatever posture best supports your body. Offering the breath in and out. Feeling into the expansion and contraction. Inflating and deflating. Noticing this moment just as it is. May I have compassion and understanding for myself just as I am. May I gain in skillful wisdom of navigating the ins and outs, the openings, the closings, the ebbs and the flows that are all a normal part of life. May we all have this joy. 
joy and freedom, all beings everywhere. Meeting ourselves and each other with deeper, wiser compassion and care and skillfulness in this moment now.